Today we honor two of the 12 apostles of the Lord. The Lord has chosen St. Simon and Jude. It is interesting that the Lord through the church always put them together. It seems like we celebrate different days of apostles, St. Matthew, St. Luke, the other ones. But when it comes to uh, Simon and Jude, we seem to put them together. Who are the apostles? Jesus went to the mountain to pray, prayed all night to the Father. And there were many, many of the followers who were there. As we know, there's 72. There's also other people who were there. And in prayer, he chose the 12. The 12 is very symbolic because it was Jacob or Israel who had 12 sons. There were 12 tribes of Israel. And, and his 12 apostles are again the new foundation for, for, the, for the people of God, the new foundation just as the Old Testament foundation was based on Jacob's sons, 12 tribes. So we have 12 apostles, 12 witnesses, 12 men who wished and desired nothing else but to follow the Lord, and they did. They were imperfect, as we know. Simon was known as called as a zealot. On one hand, it was the zealots who wanted to throw off the Roman rule over Palestine. He was the one who cared for God's law. But as we know that he was the one who moved from being a zealot to from attacking the Romans, trying to remove their authority, sovereignty over Palestine. And he became a proclaimer, a zealot or zealous proclaimer of the gospel itself. And he's known to have, to have gone together with the Jude to, to Persia, to Odessa, places where Christianity became, became uh, not only rooted there, but they have lasted since for the almost 2,000 years, which are there. Who are the apostles? Jesus chose them in a special way. He entrusted to them the authority to do all kinds of things in his name, to remove evil from the people's hearts, to exercise, to uh, remove the Satan from the reality of human reality, temptations, trials. He is the one, they are the ones who have the power to heal they have the power to make Eucharist, bread and body and blood of Christ, and this gift is shared with priests. They're able to proclaim to others this good news of salvation, that evil is no longer the power to control everyone, but that we have salvation in Jesus through his suffering, dying and rising. They're the eyewitnesses to his resurrection. They're eyewitnesses to his, to his uh, signs, the great signs that he performed. 
they were the eyewitnesses also to his teaching. So they were with him. Those 12 were there with him. They, they experienced both, both his presence, his, his guidance, teaching, his very way of being with others, his merciful way of treating people, those who especially were broken, were sinners, and so they were the eyewitnesses. But for us, they are more. They are not only eyewitnesses to Christ, but that they were willing to, to share in the same sufferings and dying of, of Jesus. And so what we have here is this, at the Last Supper, in John's Gospel, at the Last Supper, we hear John, uh, saying these things I commend you so that you will that you will love one another if the world hates you know that it has hated me before it hated you if you were of the world the world would love you as its own but because you're not of the world but I chose you out of the world therefore the world hates you Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecute me, they will also persecute you. If they, if they kept my word, they will also keep yours. First, that witness that Jesus speaks is that, yes, they are to witness him, but also witness to his love, witness to his love. And, 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 and understand that by witnessing Christ, they will be persecuted just as Christ was persecuted. So, you know, today, in the world today, sometimes we focus on ethical teachings of Jesus. You should be this way, you should be that way. It's an ethical type of considerations. And many times, even those who are lukewarm in their faith or even maybe reject the divinity of Christ, they would always underscore, you know, you're Christians, you have to do this or that, love, forgive, can't, you know, judge, everything else. But they're forgetting that there's a whole divine dimension to this. It's not just what we should do, but why are we doing it? Why? Why are we doing it? Not because we just, you know, say, okay, he's a great teacher and want to follow this teaching. No, he's God. He's God. He's the one through whom all things were made. He's the one who is willing to come and suffer for us. He's the one who has loved us to the end and he wants us to be like him because it is the path by which we attain salvation. So we know that we can't do it on our own. But all these things, again, by verse 21 of John's Gospel, but all these things they will do to you on account of my name because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin, but now they have no excuse for their sin because whoever hates me also hates my father. If I had not done, if I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin, but now they have seen and hated both me and my father. But the word that is written in their law must be fulfilled. Jesus speaks of himself as God who has been rejected, a God who has not been loved. He speaks of himself and also of the Father as 
as being dismissed, as being not important. And so we live in today's world in which this is very much so in our secular environment. We don't really care about God. We have our own laws. We have our own rules. We have our own traditions. We have our own ways of thinking, doing things, fixing things without regarding God at all. And so therefore, when we dismiss God, then we fall into confusion. We do things which are not of God. Just look at the, you know, World War II. Occult people, occult people did what they did. Occult people, because they, they disregarded God, they chose another idol to follow. Same thing with Stalin too. Same thing with Mao, same thing with Pol Pot, same thing with all the other people who, are, who probably caused the death of, of over 100 million people, if not more. They didn't follow God. They followed someone else. They followed an idols, idols which are opposed to God. And so what we do today is we honor those two apostles because upon those apostles, our church has been built upon the apostolic witness, upon the apostolic witness of who Jesus was, who Jesus is for us, who Jesus will be for us. And so they're witnesses and we are invited to be witnesses as well. And we can't do it on our own. But Jesus says also in the Gospel of John, you know, that you may not be able to do, but I'll send you a helper, an advocate, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who proceeds from the Father, and he will bear witness about me, and he will help you to remember all things. He will help you to know what needs to be said, how it needs to be proclaimed. So we have the Holy Spirit with us. Holy Spirit gives us that power to be a witness, to be a very convincing witness. But obviously we have to follow the Lord even if it is not that simple, even if it is not. Because as we hear today in that first reading, it says, you are no longer strangers or sojourners, but you are fellow citizens with the holy ones and members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, both Old Testament and New Testament, the teachings. Our life is built upon it. Our lives are imbued with God's word. Our lives are transformed by, by the grace of God. It's built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as at the very heart, the capstone. He's the one. And through him, through Jesus, through the Lord, through our Lord Jesus, the whole structure of the church is held together and grows into a temple sacred in the Lord. So it is it's Christ himself at the heart, as we speak of him being the head as well as the heart, being everything that we are, being the mystical body. And we are brought into this body. We are brought into this structure, this, this beautiful gift that God has given to us to become his body and become the beautiful temple of God where the Lord is at the heart. In him, you are also being built together into a dwelling place of God in the spirit. Sometimes in early church, we used to hear frequently, we don't hear anymore, that we are the indwelling place of God. 
we're the temple of God, we're temple of the Holy Spirit, or temple of the Holy Trinity, because our heart, our, in our soul, in our heart, God has pitched his tent, and so the tabernacle means tent, tabernacle, is that place which, is, which has been prepared, which has been given to us, but has been prepared for us so that we can hold the divinity within us. I think that, you know, when we look at ourselves and we see all the human weaknesses and we see all the problems, we see all the sinfulness and we, it's real, evil is real. Evil is very concrete as we can see, is manifest in so many ways. And we're affected by it. We're not strong sometimes enough. We give in to trials, temptations, we lose hope. We don't know where we're going at times, we're confused. And sometimes all the stuff is true. And yet we also know that God has entered this world in Jesus, his son, and God will not be removed from this world. God will be there for us and he'll be with us and he'll share our journey together until the very end. And he'll, be, he'll give us the gift of the Holy Spirit, the helper, advocate, the inspirer, the one who comforts us, who gives us understanding and knowledge. So we're not left untended that we're not left untended by ourselves. We have God with us. And so here, I think as we honor these St. Jude, St. Simon and Jude, we see the apostolic gift, which is manifested today here at the shrine. Because without them, who continue this, this proclamation, when Jesus rose from the dead, ascending to heaven, sits at the right hand of God, who's with us in the Eucharist, but this, this mission is continued. The apostles and their successors, the bishops, are still with us. The successor of Peter is still with us. And we have, with this apostolic witness, through the gospels we read, through the sacraments we, we, we receive, through the Eucharist that we celebrate, it's all gift, was passed on. If you could ever imagine, you know, right in a year 50, when the first, first, uh, a witness of, of the celebration of the Eucharist is, is given to us, because it's in the letter to, to the Corinthians by St. Paul. We have what they had. We continue to have what the Lord has left behind. Do this in memory of me. Do this in memory of me, and we do continue. We proclaim, we teach, we guide, and this is what the Lord has given to us. So may we then today, under their inspiration, because they're, what they did is gave up their lives for Christ, that we ourselves may be powerful witnesses for the present day today, that we may continue the apostolic mission of Jesus Christ, that he passed on to us through his apostles, that we may be true witnesses of the gospel, and we do so by our daily prayer. We do so by our daily acts of kindness, love, by acts of forgiveness, by taking care of one another. Because see how they love one another. With the early Christians were known for that. And, and the witness to the truth, how we live to the truth, how we live a life of, of ethical responsibility. All those things are part and parcel of being believers in Jesus, being his followers and being witnesses for this world today. And we wish to do so because others, there are many people around this world who do not know the Lord. They do not know who he is or they think they do.
because they have kind of seen Jesus through the cultural environment. But if we witness to him, they also will share the great glory that God has prepared for us, the glory of his kingdom, the glory which is divinity, divine gifts given to us, and share the joys in paradise. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.